Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron. We are so thankful you're here with us today. And we're looking at proofs of Jesus from history and archaeology. And so last time we looked at Suetonius, Marbar Serapion, Tacitus, Josephus. And today we're going to be looking at uh, several sources. We're going to begin with the Talmud. This all comes from a Wikipedia article. And the Mishnah does as well. There's actually, I think, an article in Wikipedia about Jesus in the Mishnah. And there's a specific article, Jesus in the Talmud. I may go into more, uh, a deeper dive in uh, several of these, like Tacitus, Suetonius, Josephus, for sure. Uh, Lord willing, in the future. So is Jesus mentioned in the Talmud? I've got some books that like are pretty definitive that he is. Now, I do need to mention this is a sensitive subject because um, you know, he's not portrayed flatteringly in the Talmud. And so it's been used to persecute Jews through the years. So just know that is not my intention at all. I would never cast dispersion on Jews or anyone for that matter. Okay, so the Babylonian Talmud in a few cases includes possible references to Jesus using the terms Yashu, Yashu Hadnotri, you know, Nazareth, Ben Stata, son of Stata, or Ben Pandera, because uh, kind of an off thing on the Greek uh, word for virgin. Some of these references probably date back to the Tanitic period, 70 to 200 AD. In some cases, it's not clear if the references are to Jesus or other people. Scholars continue to debate their historical value and exactly which references, if any, may be Jesus. Um, so Robert Eisenman argues that the derivation of Jesus of Nazareth from Ha-Natsri is impossible on entomological grounds, as it would suggest rather the Nazarite rather than the Nazarene. Peter Schaefer states that there can be no doubt that the narrative of the execution of Jesus in the Talmud refers to Jesus of Nazareth. It states that the rabbinic nature, uh, literature in question, is not Tanatic, but from later Amoraic period may have been drawn on by the Christian Gospels and may have been written as responses to them. Uh, another reference in early 2nd century rabbinic literature, Tosef de Hullen, refers to Rabbi Eleazar ben uh, Dama, who was bitten by a snake, but was denied healing in the name of Jesus by another rabbi, for it was against the law and thus died. The passage reflects the attitude of Jesus' early Jew Jewish opponents, i.e. that his miracles were based on evil powers. So, several statements. It does look like that uh, he is mentioned Craig Blomberg states that the denial of the existence of Jesus was never part of the Jewish tradition, which instead accused him of being a sorcerer and magician, as also reflected in other sources such as Celsus. So, uh, Andrus Kostenberger states that the overall conclusion that can be drawn from the references in the Talmud is that Jesus was a historical person whose existence was never denied by the Jewish tradition which instead focused on discrediting him. You know, Bill Cooper's got some great stuff about like Zacchaeus and Nicodemus, Nicodemus being in the early Jewish literature as well. 
So Pliny the Younger, 61 to 112 AD, the provincial governor of Pontius and Bithynia, wrote to Emperor Trajan in 112 concerning how to deal with Christians. And uh, they refused to worship the emperor and instead worship Christus as a god. So uh, Charles Glukenbart, who does not doubt that Jesus of the Gospels lived in Galilee in the first century, nevertheless dismisses this letter as an acceptable evidence for Jesus. Most people do accept this letter. Pliny the Younger, it's pretty amazing. Thallus, of whom very little is known, none of his writings survive, wrote a history allegedly around the middle of to late first century A.D., to which Eusebius referred Julius Africanus, writing in 221 A.D., links a reference to the third book of the history to the period of darkness, described in the crucifixion accounts in three of the Gospels. It's not known whether Thallus made any mention to the crucifixion account. So the dating of Thallus is dependent on him writing about an event during the 207th Olympiad, 49-52 AD, which means he wrote after that date, not near that date. So um, I, I think Thallus, you know, after all the evidence is said and done, which we might dive into that at some point, I've written a book on this, I think it is a probable reference to uh, Jesus. And then we come to Phlegon of Trales, 80, 80 to 140 AD, similar to Thallus. Julius Africanus mentions a historian named Phlegon who wrote a chronicle of history around AD 140. Where he records Phlegon records that in the time of Tiberius Caesar at full moon, there was a full eclipse of the sun from the sixth to the ninth hour. And so Phlegon's also mentioned by Origen and uh, so, again, and it's referring to the darkness that overshadowed the world at Jesus' crucifixion. We're going to look at one more and uh, have to finish up next time, or maybe not even next time. <laughs> we'll see. Philo, who dies after AD 40, is mainly important for the light he throws on certain modes of thought and phraseology found again in some of the apostles. Eusebius indeed preserves a legend that Philo had met Peter in Rome during his mission to the emperor Caius. Moreover, that in his work on the contemplative life, he describes a life of the church of Alexandria, which, of course, if you're mentioning the church, you've got a founder, that would be Jesus, rather than that of the Essenes and Therapeutae. It's hardly probable that Philo had heard enough of Jesus that his followers to give a historical foundation to the foregoing legends. Philo, I would leave probably out. I did not include him in the little book that I wrote because I did not think it was conclusive enough. We want to say thank you so much for listening. Invite your friends, family, your church family. Share with them. Put this on social media. Let's get the word out. Jesus is Lord. Jesus existed. The world needs to hear it. Make yourself, you'll do yourself a favor if you make yourself a little notebook or journal because most people don't know these things. In two or three weeks, you're going to have more stuff than 99.9%, I'm sure, of the world's population and Christian population on evidences for Jesus. 
So God bless you. We invite you to join us again tomorrow. We will talk with you later. I do ask God to richly bless you in Jesus' name.